All right, everyone, welcome to the Cackalack Panthers Chat Podcast, where we talk all things Carolina Panthers, things totally unrelated to the Panthers, and we keep it fresh, light, and hype. Coming to you quasi-live from the Gate City, my name is Adam. I am one of your four hosts. I have here with me BK, Wilstradamus, and Mel. Y'all ready to get started? Let's do ready. It. Let's do it. Okay, guys, but before we get into it, we've got to give our disclaimer. Folks, we are the unofficial Panthers podcast. The statements made on this show do not necessarily represent the views of those individuals making them. They may be the opinions of their alter egos or voices inside their heads. Opinions may change on the fly or after conscious deliberation or for no reason whatsoever. We are in no way affiliated with the actual Panthers organization. We are simply years and decades long Panthers fans who the actual Panthers organization takes for granted and refuses field passes. This week's show is brought to you by the Carolina Panthers training staff. Who to go to when you're trying to get out of work. All right, guys. So our first topic this week is our reflection on the game. It was abysmal, but Will, do you want to take us there? Uh, I, I think it's exactly what I expected. Um, I, I just had a, I did not have a good feeling about the game. I, I did not think they, uh, the defense did not look prepared last week, and I, I think they, you know, obviously did not look prepared this week. Um, so, obviously, a terrible performance from Cam. Uh, terrible performance from the offensive line. I'm sure we've all seen the pro football focus grades for the offensive line. Have you all seen it? Yeah, yeah, I have. Uh, what's it? Scott had a Trent zero. Scott. Trent Scott mm-hmm. had a zero. <laughs> zero rating. Zero grade for the game. Wow. That's not good. Um, so, yeah, they, it, it, was, it was just horrible all around. Given but, that, I'm surprised you started off with the defense. Um, having watched the game, definitely not one of their best performances. And I think it's disheartening to kind of see – you know, two back-to-back performances by the defense who had been really the stalwart of the team coming into the last couple of weeks. However, I do think that the offense uh, in special teams, for that matter, really put them in a difficult situation throughout the course of the game. And I think in those games where we've seen other teams score, put up, num- you know, real points on us, uh, it's been largely as a result of, of heavy turnovers in the game by the offense, and in this case, Also, the special teams, I mean, critical, you know, block punt that turned into a touchdown. I mean, um, so, yeah, I I didn't think the defense had their best game. I think that the score looked worse than the performance, however. Um, But one thing that I will say. You think think the score looked worse than the The performance of the defense, yeah. Than the performance of the defense, for sure. Why do you say that? Well, I mean, one, seven points was not on the defense. It was on special uh, yeah, teams. that's true. So, that's I mean, true. you know, take that there. Uh, two. Take that. No, I mean, two, you know, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think both Cam's interceptions were on our half. So, there were, you know, offenses working in a short yeah. field. And one was in the red zone. Yeah. So, I mean, you really, you're not talking about a defense having, or sorry, an offense having a, to march 80 yards, 75 yards. You're talking about them having to march. 20 yards, you know, 50 yards. I, I don't think when teams score in those circumstances um, that all of that's on the defense. You know, I certainly, you know, you hope your defense bucks up uh, and does like we've seen our defense do throughout the course of the season, you know, minus the last two games. And, uh, and you know, turns what could be touchdowns and makes them field goals or maybe even gets turnovers. That didn't happen, but again, um, you know, I, I think it's. I think there's two things that work against you. I think this is this is widely known when when those types of turnovers happen on your own half. Um, you know, one, it it gives the offense, the other team's offense, a short field. Two, it gives your defense a lot less rest. And our, frankly, at the end of the game, our defense looked exa- looked exhausted. We had very little. Uh, you know, clock control over the game. Um, we were not able to sustain drives, things that we talked about being critical. And, you know, just didn't see the fire in the defense uh, that you would hope to see, especially at the end of the game. Also, you know, just being that far behind, 
uh, I think also psychologically, whereas on a defense, I will say one thing that our defense has not done well this year. And it surprised me to see this statistic in the game on Sunday. And that's that we've not really gotten a lot of turnovers. We've had some games where we've gotten, you know, a decent number of turnovers, but on the whole, that's not really a, a statistical category where, you know, we've done better than other defenses. And truthfully, given the way that our offense has performed, you know, those that would be one of the, the things that would keep us in a game when we shouldn't really be in a game. Um, so, I, I well, I agree with you. I'm surprised you led with that. It sounds like, even though I had not seen the statistic on the uh, the offensive line, that was, you know, uh, an even more sorely lacking area. Just watching the game, kind of the eye test with the offensive line, I mean, no one had any time at all. Um, continued to see the same mistakes by the same people. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan, one example. I know we called his name last week. Uh, another holding penalty, maybe two. I, I only recall one, but there might have been another one. Um, and it just seems like, you know, I don't know, free agency or, or the draft, we need to do some major things there because we, we cannot keep any uh, quarterback at this point off the dirt. So, yeah. Yeah, Adam, I agree with you. I actually felt early in the game that the defense was keeping us in the game, that largely it was the block punt, Cam's turnovers on our half of the field. Um, I think one of those turnovers only resulted in a field goal or maybe we they didn't even score off of it. Um, I know that they scored a touchdown off of one of them, I believe. No, I think that's right. I mean, And I, so I felt yeah. like the defense was actually what was keeping us in when we should have been blown out from the start. Um, and I really think one of the biggest problems is just the penalties, just on both sides of the ball. Um, I think I remember hearing we're one of the most, if not the most penalized team in the league. And it's just, you know, every time you felt like you had this like breath of like, this could be a turning point and maybe we can get a stop or maybe we can get a first down here and we can still stay in it because it, it wasn't until late in the game that I felt like there's no way we can come back from this because I didn't think the Dolphins were exactly playing amazing. They had a couple big plays, but overall, I didn't feel like we were completely out of it until into the second half. But the first half, it felt like every time we were maybe about to turn it around, do something good, there'd be another penalty. And it just you, – you can't – when you're losing 10 and 15 yards at a time – you that's just you're not going to be able to come back and that's not anything that's going to help build any kind of positive momentum but you know i overall i mean the general performance was really bad um both sides of the ball i i didn't think it was great i think the defense started out in you know doing whatever they could with the field position that they were starting with but it then snowballed. I agree. I think they get so tired when they're on the field the whole time and then accruing penalties doesn't help, you know, those kind of mental errors. Uh, I mean, it, it was bad. It was bad. Yeah. And as for abysmal as the first half seemed, you know, I was just looking at the score, the stat sheet there, you know, we were only down by 10 or, or 11. It felt like we were still in the game, especially when, you know, to a myths, the, uh, the hike back and, mm-hmm. you know, we recover it with one second or able to hit that, that field goal. I just thought if we were able to capitalize there, you know, we got the ball back in, in the second half, you know, we, we go from, you know, basically uh, 14 down to 11 down to, if we can score on that first possession, you know, we're, we're down four, we're back in the game. Um, but yeah, the offense didn't do their job. And, you know, a lot of that, Unfortunately, I think it just it comes back to Cam. I also would, if I was going to put it on Cam, I'd also, you know, uh, handcuff him to Joe Brady. Of of all the things that we talked about last week, you know, in terms of what he did right, playing to Cam's strength, strengths, you know, especially coming into a new offense and everything, I I felt as much the opposite of that as I could. I I felt like they were trying to do too much with Cam. Uh, especially early on, I thought they stayed away from the play action too much. I thought if you looked at the first drive, it looked every other drive after that looked very different. 
Um, I don't know if that was just because, just because Cam made a great check at the line on that 64-yard uh, pass to DJ. So, I mean, he definitely saw something there to his credit that he likely picked up on film, checked at the line, and then saw DJ going long. Um, and so that was great. But it just seemed like instead of staying with, uh, you know, staying with Christian McCaffrey, um, you know, staying with these short kind of dump routes to just keep the chains moving, we were looking for more than that. And that was causing Cam to stay in the pocket too long, hold the ball too long, uh, especially with his offensive line. I mean, that ball's got to be coming out, you know, in, in under a second and a half, apparently, um, to have any chance of getting, you know, uh, caught. So, I don't know. Those are my thoughts there on that. But uh, I could go further. But. Well, as predicted, I would not blame it on Cam. I'm not saying he had <laughs> the best day ever, but... Could you I, say he had his worst day ever? You know, they said it was his worst day ever. I don't know. I've seen some games that I felt were yeah. worse. <laughs> I, I would agree with that. Um, but damn, he, <laughs> you know, there were times when you would watch it. The the uh, defensive line of Miami would just blow straight through to Cam and just boom, gone. And I, I don't think Tom Brady could do a whole lot better. He could do some better because he's a, just a better passer, I believe. But he could. I don't think Tom Brady would have been successful behind our. I don't think there. I, I don't. Could y'all name a quarterback that would be successful behind our line? I, I don't know. I, I, I can't know. say that I. And I do. and he was just getting obliterated. They put PJ Walker in, who people were saying, "Oh wow, look how great he's been doing." So they throw him in, and poor guy, he couldn't. I mean, yeah, he got some good passes on it. He couldn't take it either. They were just. And I think a lot of times the things that we blame on the quarterbacks, we don't always know what route the wide receiver is supposed to take. Did they whiff on their route? Did they Were they supposed to be here when they were over there? Did this happen or that happen? So I think it's it's also harder to diagnose sometimes in that situation. I, I, I see what y'all are saying about the defense. I, 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 was, I will say that I was on my way back from, from camping, and so I was a little late on the game with them. And when y'all's when your text came through, I I looked at my watch and I saw it. So there was a little spoiler at the beginning. I I knew where it was headed. I also said, when the blocked punt for a touchdown happened, I don't I don't think I've I've seen that happen to the Panthers. It feels like once a season, if not more. It's been twice this um, season, hasn't it? It was the Vikings game. I think there was a blocked punt too. Oh, I thought they said, and I'm just basing this on listening to the broadcast. It. It hadn't happened to us in like that. That's what they said, years. but I swear it has happened this year. Don't y'all remember I, I, one in the Vikings? There was, or I don't know if it was. Was it a block? Was it a block field goal? Maybe or. I, don't I feel know. like it was um, Charlton. What he he was on the team earlier, right? And then they got rid of him and got this new guy. I can't say for sure. The I, new punter, I and I think it happened. I swear, I thought it happened. You might be right. I, I don't know, um, but. I just things never go well for us after that happens. Uh, we just uh, we don't have a good track record when teams block punts and return them for touchdowns against us. So um, I, I'm. You're right. The defense was they weren't given much to work with in the first half. Um, that will tire anyone out. I, I think Dante's performance once again stands out. Um, I, I guess he was playing with a groin injury I, I don't know i mean uh, i thought they said that happened at the the end of the game but okay. but who knows it did he, he went out later in the game but he did not he did not have a good game i Tua just sort of ripped us apart i mean he didn't throw for 400 yards or anything i i, I don't know what it ended up being but um I just I, I think I don't know how good Tua is going to be, but I think he made our um, cornerbacks outside of maybe C.J. Henderson look look pretty bad. Um, it just it, it was it was a it was a rough game, like you said for everyone. Yeah, I, I it's so tough to know really what impact that that Tua had. Um, in it, it really makes me think back to Joe Brady though, you know, and, and that has nothing to do with Tua per se, but it just makes me think to what, what's his game plan been 
you know, whether it's Sam Darnold, whether it's, uh, you know, Cam, you know, really, what is he out there doing, thinking, game planning, scheming for these guys? Because, you know, it, it can't be that uh, we just are putting quarterbacks that are so terrible that they're not throwing, you know, and I think I can't, I'm looking back to Sam Darnold's, you know, last game, it was, you know, like 25% completion rate. I mean, just three interceptions or something like that. I just sit there and think, you know, it, some of this has got to fall on him, you know, for all the genius type, you know, labels that he's been given. I've not seen him do anything that's made me think he can manage players who are, you know, not playing behind the world's best offensive line. You know, not everybody's going to have three, four seconds to throw. So what do you do with that? You know that going in. You've watched this team the whole year. You've watched this team in practice. You know what you what cards you have. You know, there needs to be a plan to get the ball out sooner. There needs to be a plan to run some, you know, uh, creative run packages, you know, things that we've done in the past where we're running like, you know, <laughs> multiple options off of a run, you know, uh, you know, I've, I've watched Georgia tech for years, destroy the Tar Heels by literally running this crazy triple option scheme. I'm not saying that you need to be running the triple option as the Panthers, but what I am saying is that there needs to be a plan on how you deal with your weaknesses, not a pl- just a plan on how you're aspiring to to build on your strengths, you know. And it just it's it's demoralizing to see Matt Rule get up at a press conference and basically say, "Yeah, everybody knows what our weaknesses are," and. Uh, basically we got to work to prevent them from being able to exploit our weaknesses. Well, no shit. <laughs> yeah. I, that's not a surprise. I yeah. Like that's what you need to be. Doing. You're the coach. That's right. You, you have an offensive coordinator, you know, who's been termed a genius. That's what you need to be doing, but you're not doing that at all, you know? And, and it's, it's beyond just the, uh, the quarterbacks themselves. I mean, I, I don't want to get too far down this road and I'll digress, but, um, you know, I, I definitely think in the next couple of episodes that we have, you know, I'm, I'm going to want to dive deeper down that hole because I think real questions need to be asked of the coaching staff at this point, like major questions. You, you've had, this is year two. You're on your third quarterback. Um, you know, you've made decisions in free agency and in the draft that I think you need to be accountable for. And I also think that, you know, this is a results driven league. Sure. Uh, you know, it's but it's and and is it is to a huge extent about the wins and losses at the end of the season. Yes. But beyond that, what fans, what I think the ownership wants to see is progress building. I, I think there has been nothing but regression mm-hmm. outside of a few glimmers of hope, um, you know, through through this season. You know, we went three and oh, then after that, all we're seeing is just you know, what have we lost? We've lost seven of the last, no, sorry, five of the last seven games, right? Well, you, I think it has to be put on coaching at this point because you see other teams like the Washington football team, they're climbing up. So you can't, you can't even say, oh, Washington, they're a crappy team. We're surely going to beat them. Miami, they're a crappy team. We're surely going to beat them because all these so-called crappy teams are getting better while we're getting worse. And I feel like it just, some of that has to be on coaching I remember um, a couple of years ago when Cam was there and we had a really bad, well, we've had a bad offensive line for as long as I can remember, but we had a really bad offensive line and they were all hurt and they had to keep swapping them in, but they were doing really well with what they had. And I think a lot of that I've heard, you know, Jordan Gross and some of the other Panther greats say that that was due to the coaching of uh, John Matsko, who we let go, or I don't know that we let him go, but he went to Washington with Ron Rivera, and supposedly they had a bad offensive line, but he really had them ready to go for the game against us. Um, I, I just, I just feel like at this point we're we're going backwards, and I feel like it has to have something to do with the coaching. It, I think a lot of people are questioning Brady, Joe Brady, and, and rightfully so. I, I think. Um... It is, uh, I mean, it's frustrating to watch. Um, I, I don't know how much rests on him versus how much of the blame rests on Rule. Um, but 
I, I definitely. Well, I think the buck stops at rule. He's the head coach, so. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I think if you're the ownership, though, you're probably looking at rule and giving him another year. You know, I don't. I don't think there's yeah, going to be a fire. Yeah, you definitely have to give him another year. I think. But that'll be the third year, and uh, unfortunately, this year, you know, it didn't feel like it at the beginning, but it definitely feels like we are in a um, another rebuilding year. The difficult part about this rebuilding year over last, and I'm saying this hope, hoping that we we make some progress towards the end of the season. Though, you know, as we've all acknowledged, we have some very difficult games ahead. Um, but the difference being here is that, like, I, I don't. I don't see as many like places where I go, all right, we just got to fix this or let's just fix that. Or we got to get this guy in the draft or we got to do this. You know, this year, weirdly enough, I I probably see more holes that we need to fill, Mm -hmm. not less. And so that's kind of going back to that statement I was making about, you know, we're just, we're, we're not, you know, we're not, even though I don't see us as a playoff team now, <laughs> I was more optimistic last week. But um, but I also just more more to the point, just see us as being like you know regressing again and not um, not building, not not showing signs of hope, not showing signs of all right. Next year is going to be good. Like looking at it right now, next year does not feel good. No, no, it <laughs> no. you know. So I I think one of the more frustrating things is that whereas, yeah, a couple of the teams that we've faced the last couple weeks and lost to maybe got a win before they played us, most of our last losses are to teams with losing records. And so I still feel like these are games that early in the season we would have thought we should be winning. That when we were, you know, winning a couple in a row, we're looking ahead at the schedule and thinking like, man, we got some pretty terrible teams in front of us. Licking our lips. Yeah. And I mean, not to be funny, but I'm looking like Miami. Yes, they won a few, but they're five and seven. They're not even close to 500 yet. Same thing with Washington. They're under 500. Giants under 500. Minnesota under 500. Philly under 500. I mean, we've lost to teams that aren't good. They're not going to be playoff teams. I mean, it's not like we're getting beat. You know, sometimes in the past, they would talk about how tough our division was, that you'd have Atlanta competing for a playoff spot. You know, you'd have Mm -hmm. New Orleans, you'd have Tampa. We haven't even really gotten through that part of the schedule. We had the easy part of the schedule. That's all behind us at this point. I mean, so that's a little bit frustrating because I feel as though the last couple of weeks – um, interestingly, I think the game that I thought was the one we were sure to lose was Arizona and we managed mm-hmm. to win that one. So that's a little bit of a fluke, I think now. I mean, that's the one that I thought for sure were, you know, that would be really hard. They're a great team, you know, could see great success in the postseason. And here we are losing to all these other terrible teams. Um, you know, I, I, I had the opportunity when I was younger to train under one of my idols when I was playing soccer. And he told me something that always stuck with me about what it takes to be great. And I think that this holds true for basically anything you can do in life. And what he said was um, that essentially what you need to do to be great is to always do the little things that you're supposed to do. You don't mess those up. And then every once in a while, you do something that's pretty awesome. Like, and he said it much more eloquently than I just did. But um, in the context in which he told me, it was soccer goalkeeping. This is Tony Miola, one of the uh, U.S. men's national team greats in my mind. But, you know, he was saying that in order to be a great goalkeeper, you have to make all the saves you should make and then make a couple that maybe you shouldn't make. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this year, our biggest problem has been not getting the wins that we should be getting. We've somehow managed to get a couple of the ones that we shouldn't have gotten. So, you know, you almost have that recipe to have been great if you were getting the wins that you should have gotten. But I also feel like in the NFL, I take a I take a different view because I hear this all the time and it, it never fails. The teams that are be like, oh, they're a crap team, we're going to beat them. And it just never works out that way because the crap teams rise to the top or you get lax or something. Because It's just like any given Sunday. Anybody can pop up and beat you. Teams that were rising, you know, the the Chiefs, and then all of a sudden they have a slide. And, you know, it's the same for other teams like Washington, who's rising now. Uh, Miami, who's rising now. Who knows where, they're, well, where they will end up. Remember, um, 
Aaron Rodgers' first game of the season. Oh, he's washed up. He was crap. That was horrible. He is done. Done. And so quarterbacks are going to have bad games. Anybody's going to have a bad game. But, you know, I, I just think that – I don't think you can look at it as simple as, though, oh, the Jets are horrible. If you can't beat the Jets, you can't beat anybody. Because, you know, any given Sunday, they and they will play you differently than they will play someone else based on, you know, a lot of different factors. So – well, well, we we obviously stink. I mean, it's well, that, that's there's true. no question about that. But, but we've so, got a collection of good players. We've got a collection of good players, and you, we have seen how well they can play. I, I, I think, to Will's point, though, winning's kind of like a pedigree. And, you know, one of the things that I think winning teams do well, that's why they win, is that even when they're having bad stretches, they're never they, – they always maintain that winning mentality. They're expecting to win. Um, right now, we're hoping – to win, mm-hmm. you know, and there's a, there's a big difference. And, mm-hmm. and I don't think that expecting to win is just coming from a place of, you know, um, pride or, or just arrogance. I think it's coming from a place of, of preparation. And to your point, BK, doing the little things right consistently, right. Yeah. consistently, consistently doing the little things right in practice, consistently doing the little things right in games. I mean, one example of that's just you're not not getting penalties, not hurting penalties, yourself. Yeah, absolutely penalties. You know, so I I that totally resonates with me, BK, because I think it's absolutely true. I I, you know, it's interesting when I hear Matt Rule and you know uh, Cam recently because I think Cam's been carrying the uh, the Panthers flag and doing it the right way, but you're know, talking about the standard, the standard. I think they're saying a lot of the right things in the press conferences and that sort of thing. Um, but it's interesting, I. You know, for all the for all the rhetoric that they're sharing, there definitely seems to be a disconnect between that and and the performance on the field. You know, they're talking about accountability, accountability. They're talking about you know the standard, etc. Um, but to me, uh, again, that goes back to doing all the little things right, and they're not they're not even remotely close to no, doing. All they're the doing all the little things, things wrong. It's and, like whatever can go wrong will go wrong. And and, and looking into next season, because I absolutely think Rule is going to be the, the coach next season. It makes me think, though, have the players lost some hope there? You know, have they lost confidence? Um, and, and I don't want to sour that so much, but I, I think, you know, I, and I can't speak for them, so I, I don't really know. But, you know, at, at what point does that really resonate? And what point... Does the ownership say it doesn't matter? We're going to stick with our guy because we think over time he's going to produce results. I was listening to something on the broadcast, watching the game on Sunday, and they were talking about Andy Reid and him not having a ton of success early on, and kind of building up in the, with Philadelphia, and mm-hmm. um, you know, eventually getting to you know the the Super Bowl and and mm-hmm. kind of doing their thing, and then not having really that same level of success until he got with Patrick Mahomes, but just this whole kind of steady as she goes mentality. We're going to build, we're going to build, we're going to build. And part of that resonates a lot with me, but part of that just makes me think too, in looking at this team, and I'm just talking about our team, you know, is that lost? Is that gone? You know, is, is, is what Kool-Aid rule trying to get the team to drink? You know, is, is it lost? Has it lost its effect? You know, and I don't, I'm, I'm concerned. I'm concerned going into next season too. Now, one thing that we haven't really talked about yet is the injuries. Um, there's clearly a huge difference with the Panthers when Christian McCaffrey is on the field and when he's healthy because he brings a whole other aspect to the offense. And if you're trying to run that offense with him not there, it's just not going to work. And then without him, you don't really – have the same weapons that your that your quarterback has available um you know it's really frustrating to see him get hurt again he didn't play but i think one down in the second half so you know not having him out there i think makes a difference um in the options that the offense has especially with quick plays um I think when when McCaffrey went out, uh, we all obviously we all watched it on TV, and and the way they were selling it to mm-hmm. us was like he's he's fine, like he's com- he's coming back in the game, right? I I it was it was very bizarre um to see him 
on I mean it was surprising but not surprising to see him in, on IR the next day. Do y'all know how many games he has played out of the 33 he has played since he signed his his contract that we we can't get rid of? How many games has he played out of the 33? Like 10? 15. I don't have a clue. 10. He he's played he's been out for 23 of the last 33 games that he has Played in since. You know, part of the problem, it's so hard to criticize a guy with that talent. And I'm not yeah. criticizing him. And yeah, effort. And effort. It's not his lack of effort, no. obviously. No, but I, I do think that it affects the team on, on multiple levels. One of those is just that not having that consistency there at running back affects your team. Is is the, Are the Panthers better when he's in there? No question. That guy's an elite-level athlete. He literally can change... Uh, in offensive offensive series um, at any point in time. I mean, he just game break ability for sure. I mean, he, he much take, like Cam in his youth. Yeah, I mean, he he takes little runs up the middle that you go, that's two yards, and it's like eight yards. I know, but see, you could even see in the game, the last game, I felt like Christian McCaffrey couldn't even get a break with that line. Like they just were not holding up anything. He was not getting any lanes to run in, and he can make things happen when there is nothing, but. You know, he was run into a brick wall so many times. Yeah, there were, there were a few holes. I think he looks surprisingly good at considering. Considering, there were a absolutely. Lot of, uh, I, I was amazed at, at how he was able to work with, with what he was given. Yes, I agree. You know, I just sit there and wonder, though, given what his durability has been over the last couple of years, um, you know, really, where does this go from here? You know, prior to that, when we gave him the contract that we did, you know, there were no issues with his durability. Um, there's no question he, pay, he plays the most damaging position in all of uh, the NFL. But, you know, at, at some point, you've got to think, like, is this the guy we're going to continue to go to and, and hold our breath that he stays healthy? Or do we need to be looking somewhere else? Uh, or using him differently? This is something that I've said to other people uh for a couple of years now, I think he'd be the best slot receiver in the league, frankly. Um, I believe he'd be a Wes Welker, you know, on steroids, so to speak. Julian he has Edelman. elite hands. Ju- you know. His yeah. hands are insane. So, and, you know, his open field ability to break tackles. Oh, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so, you know, I, I just wonder if the best way to use him going forward is really not on a, hey, you're going to get 30 touches a game, but you're going to get eight, nine touches a game, um, but we can look to you to get 130 yards on those. Almost like an extension of the running game by using him as a short yardage receiver. Um, and maybe occasionally you do bring him back behind the line and let him so play surprise, from that role. You just never know what you're going to get if you're the opposing yeah, defense. But, you know, but to preserve his longevity in the league, I just wonder if you know there's got to be a real change up here and you know, because I, I just, I'd hate to get rid of him. You know, I, I would hate to get rid of him. I think we, you know, in terms of, in terms of investment, I think we, we've invested what we can. I don't think we're going to save much by trying to get out of his contract. Oh, to what we extent. will lose money. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And I don't know how many teams are going to want to buy his contract with his, his health record. Oh, right they, they would, but they'd renegotiate would, yeah. it. But I mean, you know, would a lot of teams, you know, jump at the opportunity to go for him? I definitely oh, think yeah. they would. But I, yeah. but I don't know, like Mel said, not only the money, I don't know what we'd get in return. Yeah, no, you I, know, I, I agree It's not that. as though it would be worth it no, to and he, us. No, he has so many intangibles. And I also think... I don't know this. Like Olivia Cole. <laughs> <laughs> now, they, Jake DeLome, they said he was saying on one of his broadcasts that his thought was he came back too early from the ankle injury from last season. But I also am wondering, since he didn't seem that hurt, like you cannot seem as hurt, I guess, and, and be really hurt. But I'm also wondering if they shut him down to preserve him. Like, hey, we're not going anywhere. We're going to shut you down. I, I definitely think that probably had something to do with it the weird part because you know you're looking at a team that's five and seven it's not making the playoffs and uh you're probably saying how best do we preserve our assets at this point um so yeah i think that probably had a great deal to do with it the weird part is is that like this is the second season in a row that they've done that 
Uh, because crappy I don't, last season, too. Well, true, but I think he could have come back last season. He probably could have. You know. But, well, I don't know, though, because like I said, Jake DeLome said he thought he came back too early from his injury, and, and he, he might know more on the inside. Than, but he didn't come back at all last season. No, but I mean, I think it was a pretty bad injury um, well, from last season. I don't, I don't think his ankle was the issue last season. Was it? I don't. It, it was, was. it a high ankle it sprain? Was. It was. I think was it was a ankle. high ankle sprain. Okay, that could be wrong. But I don't. I'm not sure. Somebody grabbed him when he was going out of year out. I mean, I think he only played like four games. If if that's coming back early, I don't know, man. This is high ankle sprains are tricky. I'm sure, but they're not like ACLs. And sometimes players come back from ACLs in like six months. I mean, I don't, I don't don't know that that's always the case. But um, I don't know. Jake DeHome might just be trying to give him a little bit of help there. Adam, I, I will say that I I like the slot receiver idea the more I, I think about it. I do too. I, I think um, we we just we really don't need him at, at the running back position. We need him uh, we need him catching balls. Um, I, I think Chuba is terrible, and I I don't like seeing him. Running with the ball, I like Amir Abdullah better. I do too, I, I, but I still think Chuba's good. I think, I think, well, no, let me say this. I agree with you on that. I agree with you both. I like Amir Abdullah right now better than I like um, Chuba, but I've seen some flashes of Chuba that I like. Yeah, so I'm wondering if he can develop. Well. You know, I, I wouldn't kick him off the team by any means. I mean, it's right his now. first year too. He's rookie yeah. year. Yeah, he's, he's cheap, I guess. So it's, yeah. It's time for the CPC Fun Topic of the Week. And we're going to do it a little bit different this week, y'all. We're going to do kind of a little word association. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you guys a word or a phrase. And after I do that, Will Stradamus, Mel, and Spicy, you guys are going to tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. You can give me a word or a phrase. Y'all ready for this? Mm-hmm. I'm ready. All right. I'm going to suck, but I'm ready. Let's All right. go. <laughs> I'm going to start nice and easy. Cam Newton. Noodle arm. <laughs> Pure <knew> joy. <laughs> Superman. All right. Steve Smith. Angry. <laughs> Ice up, son. Best Panther ever. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Super Bowl 50. That was the one we lost, right? Yeah. <laughs> Shit. We lost both of them. That's true. Yeah. But Fitty. Uh, Cam not jumping on the ball. <laughs> that is a letdown. Uh, oh. Uh, First thing. Yeah. I, <laughs> don't think through them. Uh, I was going to say uh, pain was the first thing. Pain. I like that one. Jake DeLome. Country. Reliable. Cajun gunslinger. (laughs) (laughs) Jerry Richardson. Shave my legs. (laughs) (laughs) Loyal to his players. Old. Sean Payton. Oh, butthole lips. (laughs) Butthole lips? (laughs) I don't know what you're referencing, but that's hilarious. The, even... the pucker. The pucker. Uh-huh, that's oh, what it looks like. When he's standing on the side. Of, geez, Louise. How, yeah. Do you not? How do you? I know not now. See I know what you're saying, but I never looked I at his know. face and went, "Ooh, look, butthole." <laughs> totally what it looks like. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Bounty hunter. Oh, that was mine. Oh, yeah. Oh, you can go with the same one. All right, bounty I'm hunter. I'm not giving y'all much time, so. I mean, yeah. You got it. The butthole lips. That's going to stick with me, man. <laughs> Joe Brady. Uh, overrated. <laughs> Worthless. Stupid. A different Brady. Tom Brady. Perfect. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, no, no, that's Jesus? not my... No, 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 no. No, no, no. Mel, go ahead, because... Giselle. Oh, yeah. Um, explicative, explicative, explicative... That man, explicative, explicative, <laughs> explicative. Got yeah. it. I'm with you. I got some fun ones now. Kelvin Benjamin. Oh, man. <laughs> the Hamburglar on the field. Buffet. Bojangles. 
Golden Corral. <laughs> no, I love this. That's Buffet great. Raider. <laughs> Brenton Burson. Goldilocks. Uh, now, he was Mr. Reliable. What? That's what Cam <laughs> called him. Cam oh called him that. He called him like the principal or something, didn't he? he he's Jerry he's Richardson's him? illegitimate son. That's right. There we go. There we go. I, That's undisputed. I, I have I have it from like sources in Charlotte that Jerry Richardson lived like a few doors down from him growing up. And I'm just saying, sometimes two and two makes four. Sometimes two and two makes uh We'll know, if we, get a, Bur- Bur- we'll know if we get a cease and desist. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Julius Peppers. Oh, greatest defensive player to ever play for the Panthers. Beast. Tar Heel. All right. Greg Hardy. Oh, MMA. <laughs> what was it he always, uh, what, what character did he always say he was? The Kraken. Oh, the Kraken. I was going to say Hogwarts. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, remember he did that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember like whenever he would say what school he was from, you know, like the beginning yes. of the game where these yes. two guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like school of Hogwarts. <clears throat> uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, he had those, he had those Demon eyes. Uh-huh. They put in those yellow contacts. Or oh something. yeah, I they don't do that. that anymore, though, do they? The whole like, what school you're from? You know, it's like. Oh, no, they, they do. do. They oh, do. do they really? Yeah. yeah. Well, I like I the guys who are like whatever culinary school. That always yeah. makes me laugh. <laughs> it's it's, it's the primetime games. Oh yeah, a couple oh, it's people. Yeah, it's not okay. on. We don't ever see it because our games are no prime time. Right. <laughs> One o'clock. <laughs> right. Thankfully, not on a blackout. D'Angelo Williams. Oh, he's salty. Crazy. You know, uh, up to this point, arguably the best running back the Panthers have ever had. Jonathan Stewart. Ooh. Arguably, arguably the, the best. second best <laughs> <laughs> running back we've ever had. Up to this point. I mean, look, I, I fully expect, well, I don't really know with his longevity how if I expect it, but um, uh, uh, Christian McCaffrey stands the best chance of being He is the guy. most talented. I don't know. If for sure. Best, yeah. For sure. But you know what's interesting is that Jonathan Stewart plays the piano, and so does Christian McCaffrey. I wonder who's a better piano player. I know. When they came on the team, they called him Ebony and Ivory. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Was Jonathan Stewart still on the team? When yeah. yeah. Jeez, I don't remember that. These last few years have felt long as hell. Right, mm. yeah. Jesus, like mm. 16 games felt like 50 years, man. <laughs> The Panthers will age you like that. It has gotten to the point where it's like, oh, God, it's Sunday again. It, I'm, I'm glad we're on a bye this week. Yeah, it's less painful. Mm-hmm. It does feel like we're walking through the Sahara Desert and just seeing like <laughs> dead Panthers teams laying over on the side. The skeleton of another Panther. The skeleton of another Panther. It's crazy. All right. A couple more. Greg Olson. Oh, Thor. 88. Best tight end we ever had. Eagles fans visiting the Bank of America bathrooms. <laughs> Shagging in the bathroom. <laughs> what you got to follow that, oh, Mel? Oh, <laughs> obnoxious. Dirty. Keep pounding. Iconic. Should always be part of our culture. Motivating. Musin Muhammad. Uh... Childhood. You're a baby. Yeah. <sighs> One of my favorite Panthers. Great post route runner. Last but not least, Luke Keekley. Oh man. In my mind, greatest linebacker to ever play. Greatest middle linebacker to ever play the game. Chiseled. <laughs> uh greatest. Greatest Panther, uh, yeah, yeah. Most most talented Panther. Ever That's Christian most, McCaffrey. Most gifted Panther. Oh. You think ever Christian McCaffrey? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think Luke had to play a more cerebral game. Yeah. This was Luke, much more in depth. This this isn't up for debate. This is oh. what oh, everyone yeah. first says. But thanks for that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> 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 All right, y'all. Thanks for playing the CPC fun topic of the week. A little word association. I enjoyed this. This I was fun. I liked it, BK. I liked it. We need to do it again. Yeah, I like that idea. All right, guys. Number three topic this week. Will's predictions. Will, where did you land? Where did we land? And where do you see us going? Whew. 
That's heavy. That is heavy. <laughs> uh, I was um, I was very accurate uh, this 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 past week. Uh, Cam struggled with the Miami the Miami defense that has been surging and and continued to surge uh, over us and uh, it was it, it was rough. Um, I, I I don't like I don't like being right, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> but uh, yeah yeah, so it was it was not surprising. Um, I think I, I can only see things going downhill from here. I I, I don't think Matt Rule is uh, has the ability of of Ron Rivera for for all his faults. He he manages to be an inspiring coach. I, I don't see that in Rule. I, I I don't get that vibe from the players. It, it seems like a lot of them give up um, because as as we all have have said, we we have a talented team on on paper in, in, in a lot of areas the offensive line really hurts us but uh, and, and and that's not getting any better I, th- I think we've gone through a, eight different lineups so far in the past uh, what are we at 12 games 12. that we've played uh, w- which is pretty terrible you know I, I mean how much can you really do with that even when your defense is playing at an elite level um, so I, I just I, I don't I don't think we're going anywhere good after this well i can say i was completely wrong i thought that we were going to have a big win this week i really thought this would be kind of the last stand before we go into the bye week and then a lot of tough games and i had more hope that the team was going to turn it around i don't think that the defense played terribly um, initially, but I think that the way the game played out between field position, penalties, being on the field all day, I just don't know what else the defense could have done. The offense, I, I really don't think the offense could have been worse. So, you know, I was really <laughs> hoping that this was going to be a big win. Um, I, I don't have too many positive thoughts about the next couple of games. I think it's good that they have a week off. Um, you know, it seems like we're going to be down some key players going into the, the last couple of games. Um, unfortunately, it seems like we may be talking more about draft status than playoff status the rest of the way. Um, and hopefully we can address some of these areas that we've been talking about where we've got some needs through that draft process. We but, can't afford not to. I, I mean, if we, yeah. if we don't, that puts a lot of pressure on the draft. Yeah. Um, because I don't know how much money we're going to have in, in free agency. I think we're in okay shape in terms of salary cap. I don't know. I mean, really the only impact that we're going to have beyond what we knew going into the season is going to be uh, whatever monies that Cam's owed. Um, you know, unfortunately, we picked up Sam Darnold, as we all know. That Probably 18... not going to be Super Bowl MVP and get that ten million. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, right. So I don't, I don't think that that's going to hurt us too much going to next year. The eighteen million, you know, that Sam Darnold is going to be owed is, is going to suck. Hopefully, given the fact that he's unlikely to be employed next year, it will encourage him to like lengthen that out. So maybe we can um, defer some of that hit across multiple years and. And that not be as as big a hit as it otherwise it seems like right now on paper. Other than that, we're dropping Luke. We're dropping um, any impact that Teddy has on us, uh, you know. And so I, I think we look in pretty good shape in terms of of salary cap. I don't think we look like we're in the shape that we would need to be in to make a big splash in free agency at the quarterback level. So I think we still have a question there um, going into next season. Uh, I don't want to be fully negative about Cam's performance. I, I really, you know, we've covered some of this ground already, but I don't think that was all his fault uh, in that game. I, you know, I think you've got to look at Cam and just say, you know, these are these are his strengths, these are his weaknesses. If we're going to have him as our quarterback, these are the things that we've got to work towards. We're not going to make game plans for Patrick Mahomes when you've got Cam Newton. And again, I've I've already cover that ground about my feelings about Joe Brady thus far. Um, but, uh, you know, ne- next year's concerning. Um, the defense looks like it's in pretty decent shape to build from where it's at. I mean, we, we talked about this last week, but 
keeping Hassan Reddick would be a huge, huge priority for me if I'm in the management Absolutely. and ownership right now. That and, man, and that is looking like it's going to break the bank. Do you think so? Yeah. I mean, I. Yeah, I don't know what a pickup, but if we, get, you don't think we can keep him at ten million a year? Or? We still have five games left, and and he has played out of his mind. Yeah, out yeah. of his mind. There's no question about that. Yeah, and um, I don't know. Looks like we're probably going to want to sign Dante next year too, um, unless something. I think. I, I don't think, think they so. They'll sign Dante. I think he played the his last game. Yep. I think he's done. In a Panthers uniform. Wow. That's just my thought. Wow. That's been my thought. That's not been the storyline coming out. I don't think I've seen anything in these last two games that makes me feel Will, that way. Will Stradamus, guaranteed. Oh, Ooh. that's big. Something to look forward See, to. See, I think he'll be like gone this. because he's going to be very expensive. And we, we're pretty. Will he be, though? And we picked up C.J. Henderson. Yeah. Well, C.J.'s on a, still on a, a rookie contract deal for a couple more years. He is. Um, Horn, Horn and, and CJ, and then I think we can potentially get Gilmore. You think yep, so? Stephane you think Gilmore. we would make a move for Gilmore before keeping Dante? I would hope so. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Not giving that a lot of thought, but I'll, I'll let that marinate for a little bit. But um, long story short, I was definitely wrong in terms of, I wouldn't call it a prediction, but a, an aspiration last week. Definitely hoped that Cam would build on the progress that he had made in the the recent games and that we would move forward as an offense definitely didn't happen. was also hopeful that um, the defense uh, had kind of, you know, that was an anomaly against uh, Washington. I'm still not sure that what happened against Miami was as bad, frankly, even though they scored more points, but um, nonetheless, not a great performance by them. So I, I, I didn't, I don't see anything, that causes me to be hopeful coming out of the bye, um, you know, more hopeful coming out of the bye than I was coming into this week. And certainly a lot of things that arguably make me feel less hopeful. So not a lot of positives there, guys. So unfortunately, that's just kind of where There's we're at. There's a positive. We will not lose this Sunday. There True. you go, Mel. True yeah. that. True that. All right, y'all. Final topic of the night. Favorite name uh, on the team. BK? Mine's easy. Mainly because this team plays in Charlotte, North Carolina. Michael Jordan. (laughs) If you don't think that this man gets every reservation he wants in downtown Charlotte, when he calls, I am sure that multiple times per week he shows up somewhere at a nice restaurant and they have reserved the best table in the restaurant for him and people are expecting... Not him, but when I say Michael Jordan to show up, y'all know who I'm talking about. They're expecting the goat. They're (laughs) expecting Michael Jordan. Not Michael Jordan, but Michael Jordan Mm -hmm. to show up in Charlotte. Once he gets the table, uh, do they they move him once they see it's the other Michael Jordan that commits all those penalties and... Uh, I just wonder what it looks like when this 300-pound lineman comes in and, and they're like, you know, he says, I'm Michael Jordan, and they're like looking through the... You know the reservation list, like oh my god, who who? Yeah, you know, like I mean, I'm just saying. Did Michael Jordan like or, jump off Weight Watchers for, and like for best name? I'm just saying, if you have to have any name in Charlotte, North Carolina, you better have Michael Jordan or, be your name because it's have, getting you all access. They're all gonna access. have they're gonna have some 20 year old hostess sitting there, and he's gonna walk in. I'm Michael Jordan. She's like, I didn't think you look like that, but okay. Yeah, I'm just saying that's that's who that's who my go-to is here. I think it's the clear choice. Charlotte Michael Jordan's the name. Spice, who you got? So mine doesn't have as much of a story there. It's just sexy the way that it comes off. <laughs> I like not this. not that I'm saying he is sexy. <laughs> I just think the name is sexy. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> uh, but I've got to go with Yater Gross Matos. That is just a cool name. I'm, I'm, it makes me curious as to what his background is and like where the name comes from. I've done absolutely no research into that. I'm sure that I will be forced to in the next couple of 45 weeks. 45 seconds. Yeah, just to defend <laughs> my indefensible uh, explanation. But... Uh, no, I think it's a real cool name. It it's just got real zing and whatever. So, um, you know, I, uh, you know, interestingly enough, I think he was 
arguably one of the bright spots in in last week's game. I think he had some good good series when he was in there. You know, uh, at one point I think um, Burns and Reddick were out and he was in. But um, anyway, I'll digress from that a little bit. But uh, you know, what was he a second round pick that we picked up? Was he a second round pick a couple of years ago? Anyway, might have been a third round, but um, they were high on him then. I'm hoping that uh, he comes around. But yeah, just cool name. That's what I got. Frankie Louvu. I just think it's a the last name is just cool. <laughs> Oops. Stole Will's name. Uh, yeah, I was going to say that for the, for okay, the same wait a reason. That but but Frankie, you can, you can take that one. I'll just I'll no, keep no, it. No, no, no. You, you no. already it's too yeah, late. You already yeah, said yeah. that. No, mom, you got this. <laughs> But, you know, what I think is cool about that name is it sounds like he was one of the original members of the Rat Pack. <laughs> totally does. I'm yeah. with you 100%. You with or it sounds like yeah. you should I'm be absolutely in with you. How the Grinch Stole Christmas or something. I don't know about that, Mel. Yeah, I'm going back with the Rat Pack. Lou Who. Lin- what's her name? Oh, C- Cindy Lou Who. Cindy yeah. Lou Who. Uh-huh. Oh, I didn't go there. <laughs> yeah. Definitely didn't yeah. go there, yeah. you know. How about... Terrace Marshall Jr. because it's Terrace like a window terrace and I think that's interesting, right? It's it's not Terrence. It's it's Terrace. But everybody calls him Terrence. I, I didn't like realize his name was Terrace. It is Terrace. It is Terrace. Yeah. Wow. I'm a little bit shocked that nobody went with um, Chuba because I want. I thought I mean, about I'm that. I'm just saying, no, Chuba, Chuba is. It is kind of a cool name. I mean, it is. It's definitely rhymes like, with tuba. You know. It does rhyme with Tuba. I was just thinking, like, I feel like that would be a name that if someone on my team was named Tuba, I would just have a ball with that. It's a very melodic name, I feel like. You know, Chuba. No, I'll just stop there. <laughs> the, other, the other person who I'm a little bit interested in didn't come up is Tommy Tremble. Because yeah. I feel yeah. like when you're talking about <laughs> these big football players being intimidating, when your last name is tremble yeah like it's just yeah except for you could sub his last name as butter hands because uh well, that's yeah, bro's yeah, got butter hands true. so true yeah not exactly intimidating there so step up tremble you're calling you're calling tremble out this week like i called dante it I didn't mean, end well for dante no it didn't oh lord um, there's another curse you know look yeah step up somebody step up someone catch a ball I mean, yeah. How many drops did we have last week? Yeah. Not now Cam was not on target, but there were some <laughs> drops. I don't want to say Cam was on target, but there were some drops. You got to help him out. Some. That's a, that's another statistic that I think we're way, way, way up there in in the league. It's just drop balls. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I I don't know what um, Robbie Anderson's stats are. I don't want to digress down this hole too far, but man, he he's had an awful season. He's been disappointing. And some of that's on the quarterback play. Some of that's on him, man. You know, yeah. but. Just abysmal all around. Abysmal you get paid season. to catch a ball, catch a ball. Yeah. He had like sticky fingers last year too. Mm-hmm. Remarkable catches. Absolutely. But I think yeah. he's done better the last few weeks. I mean, he's well, since Cam came in, I think he's done better. I think he had a little bit of initial chemistry with uh, Cam, but I, I think he had a couple of bad drops last week. Yeah. Might have been one, but nonetheless, catchable balls you got to catch. You're getting paid. And he just renewed his contract. I mean, you got to get, you got to catch his balls. All right, guys, that's it. But before we end the show, we'd like to thank all the crew that helped make the show possible. Thankfully, we've not had much turnover this week, so it's the same crew as last week. Our chief program editor, Susan B. Cutting, our head of culinary affairs, Mo Salt, and his half-sister, Alessa Salt, our office plant horticulturalist, Stella Green, who is of no relation to a former, excuse me, our former office plant horticulturalist, Stella Brown, our inspirational but impatient preacher of a few words, Dr. Right Meow, our old but new badass, take no sass, yard is full of grass, chief music producer, Vinyl Richie, who is not to be confused with his distant, distantly related dermatitis-afflicted cousin, DJ Lionel Itchy, and finally, our hardworking, just back from Ikea, Swedish players correspondent, Han DeField. So, guys, until next time, thank you so, so much for listening. Anything else? Keep pounding. Keep pounding. Keep pounding. Keep pounding, everyone.